Learn how to alter your DNA. Expand your consciousness. Heal your body. Attain oneness. Sound, light, heat, vibration, and emotion. Changing us. Learn from the masters and grow wise. Hello and welcome to Health in Action Live Radio Podcast. This is Annette Blanchard, your host, broadcasting live on bbsradio.com slash health in action live. Welcome to the program. Today we're here planting seeds of hope and exploring different possibilities for healing. And over the last, probably hate to admit it, four decades in the healing arts, you know, you see a lot of different trends. And what I really have seen for this next new millennium is a big focus on what we now call mindfulness and also exploring different areas of healing which get into quantum healing. And when we talk about quantum healing, we're actually talking about vibrational medicine. And if you think about it, everything is vibration. Everything in our physical body, every organ has a different frequency. When I use cold laser therapy for healing and pain relief, that's a specific wavelength length of a frequency. When we look at light as therapy, and that's one of the technologies that that we actually used at the cancer clinic, also for pain relief um, when I was working down in Mexico. And I also uh, first really got into light as a therapy when I was in Canada, because obviously in Canada, we don't have as much sunshine as we do in California. And I remember my cousin used to go into severe depression and she used to sit underneath a light, you know, just to get the benefits of light therapy, because apparently it helped her with her depression. Well, I couldn't really relate to that until many years later working as a massage therapist and you're in your office eight hours a day. What I finally realized, but not until I was did an, a radio interview with uh, Dr. Dinshaw and Dr. Porteous on light therapy and light deprivation. And that's when I first really connected the dots on how valuable and important light is. Because working in the dark all day and then coming home to a home environment that had no sunshine, I started to go into lethargy. I was exhausted all the time. When I got home, I had no energy to go across the street even to meet a friend for coffee. So when you think about light, light is our source of energy, and it's probably one of the most important sources of energy. But it also uh, triggers hormone production. Even when people are light-deprived, you know vitamin D, that's our sunshine therapy. It's one of our uh, ways that it builds our immune system. So our body physiologically really needs light as therapy. So what we we're going to do is we have a special guest on the program today. His name is Oyvin Berg. And what he is, uh, his company is called Harmonial, and he integrates the use of color, light, aroma, and sound, a cutting 
edge technology that has many therapeutic uses, which I'm really excited to learn about because this is what's starting to happen. You're starting to see sound as therapy. Even down in Mexico at another clinic, they used vibrational healing from the use of crystal bowls and bells and different frequencies of sound and now even music for super learning. I remember doing orthopedic medical classes and a nurse told me about using a Mozart music as background so that I could remember and recall information. And it was amazing how that really works. But it was, again, it went back to the frequency of that specific music. So our special guest today on our program is Waven, all the way from Florida. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule, and I know you're three hours ahead on the opposite side of the planet, and um, it's interesting when I think about Harmonial, and when I first came across uh, your technology, I got very excited because it totally resonated um, with the trends that I'm starting to see. So what I would like to talk about first is, you know, a little bit about your background and how you kind of got involved with this technology. Okay. Um, well, my background in that is in uh, totally different uh, endeavors. I've spent uh, 25 years in the uh, aviation industry uh, where we uh, uh, started and, and, and ran a fairly large flight school in uh, the Nashville, Tennessee area for, for that many years where we uh, did uh, all the flight training for a local university as well as uh, recruited uh, a lot of students from uh, Overseas, primarily the uh, northern European countries. So uh, we did that. We uh, sold the business back in uh, the mid nineteen ninety, about nineteen ninety five or so, and uh, went into uh, uh, stumbled, I guess, into uh, the beauty industry or the uh, wellness industry, and, uh, and that's where we uh, eventually ended up uh, learning about color and sound therapy and. Uh, and found it fascinating. So, uh, if you want me to uh, to relate the whole story for you, I'll uh, take you on the little journey that has taken us to where we are today. It's uh, kind of well, a long story, but yes, uh, an interesting I, I, story. I would like to find out a little bit about that story because you know, how long ago did your journey begin with when you first got exposed to light therapy, and how was it that you stumbled, fell out of the sky, and into the light? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been uh, probably about 12 years now since we first got uh, got exposed to it, so to speak. Um, it was on a trip, uh, on a business trip to Bordeaux, France, uh, with myself and an associate. Uh, we were there to uh, get trained on some uh, different technology that we were considering importing. It had nothing to do with uh, with uh, light or sound. It was completely different, but uh, we were there for about a week. The last evening uh, in Bordeaux, the hosts took us out to uh, to dinner and uh, at that time told us that uh, the next day is open and they were going to introduce us to uh, uh, another associate that uh, was in, involved in some other technology with them. And, uh, and I asked him, I said, what might that be? And they said, well, we can't tell you. Uh, it'll be a surprise. surprise. So... Uh, the next morning, they picked us up at the hotel, and uh, uh, on the way to uh, this uh, engagement, uh, I asked them, well, now what, where are we going? And uh, 
that told us that uh, we're going to see uh, a psychologist or psychotherapist. And I said, I don't know why you're taking me there. I uh, have never been to one of those, and I have no idea what they do or, or why we're going there. But anyway, they uh, took us there, and when we got to the building, the, uh, the lady, wonderful lady, met us at the door. Her name was Elizabeth Rossi. She was the uh, psychologist, and uh, took us in, and uh, my associate went in first, and I still had no idea what this was all about, and... Uh, then it was my turn. Uh, it was now about 11 o'clock in the morning. I had been in France for a week, and I travel internationally quite a bit, so jet lag is not an issue for me. Uh, I was well-rested, and uh, also I uh, sleep very well, so uh, I never get any of these afternoon uh, uh, sleep or, or naps or, or uh, sinking spells, so... Uh, I didn't know what to expect, but anyway, uh, the lady or the psychologist took me into her little uh, studio and uh, started asking some uh, questions like a personality profile. Uh, then she put me on a, uh, a very comfortable lounger that had a huge uh, hood above it. It was kind of like a half-size upside-down bathtub. And this contraption lowered over my head, and I still had no clue what I was doing there. And uh, I asked the doctor, uh, how long is this going to take? And she said, well, about 25 minutes. And I thought, well, I'm in Bordeaux. Uh, it's my last day. The sidewalk cafes are open. I'd much rather be somewhere else, but uh, I will endure this and, uh, and stay here for the 25, 30 minutes. So the... Uh, First thing that happened then, there was a small screen at the far end of this uh, of this hood, and it was totally darkened inside, so I couldn't see anything. And uh, now the uh, I started seeing a lot of geometric figures, and uh, some music started playing that was somewhat synchronized with uh, with the figures that I was looking at, and I still thought this was kind of a silly thing to be doing. Then uh, the next thing I know, they started showing some very, very uh, nice, uh, soothing uh, nature shots and, uh, and very, very nice uh, corresponding music. I, uh, at that time, I guess I checked out. I, I fell asleep, and uh, they had to wake me up. So again, after 25 minutes, they, they, uh, they did wake me up, and uh, I could figure out what had happened to me because... I never, ever would go to sleep at 11 o'clock in the morning. So my curiosity started at that time uh, to uh, try to figure out what this was all about. Uh, anything that could put me to sleep at 11 o'clock in the morning, there had to be something to it. So on our way back to, uh, to the States, we talked about it and uh, decided to pursue this a little bit further because we learned that it was... Uh, designed primarily to uh, mitigate the effects of PTSD, to put people into a very deep uh, mode of relaxation and uh, anxiety relief. So uh, we figured that uh, the United States would probably be a good market for that. So uh, again, well, make you, a long story. When you met, yeah. when you met Dr. Rossi in France, um, how was she using it in her practice? 
she was using it with all her patients. She put them on the system, from what I can understand, and uh, gave them the session before she did the uh, standard uh, uh, therapy, uh, talk therapy sessions with her uh, with her patients. And, and what, uh, she, ahead, she also told me that uh, that the primary uh, function or the primary uh, objective of developing was uh, to mitigate the effect of PTSD. So, uh, so that's how it started. And it was started, actually, I learned later on, uh, with an acupuncturist uh, as part of the team or as part of the, the first development of this, uh, of this uh, technology. And then they brought uh, Dr. Rossi in as a, as a mental health or, or therapist. And then the technology team that we had been uh, spending the week with, they were the, uh, the actual technical team that put all of it together for them. So, so that's how this thing started, evidently. Okay, so she was actually taking and using um, color in the treatments. Is that correct? That is correct. It was color oh. and sound is what they were using. But with that, uh, I learned later on, because I didn't know what this was, but all of the, um, the geometric figures that I was looking at in the beginning, that is actually the active ingredient on it in this in this technology. And it's not being used, to my knowledge, by anybody else synergistically with color and sound, uh, but the uh, geometric figures that, that is guiding imagery, and it has a profound effect, and it's used to... Uh, to rebalance the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the, um, uh, let's see, teachers that I know, you know, they often used uh, color therapy in their classrooms as well. And she said that when they used a certain color, you know, some of the children would get super hyperactive. And, you know, if she used a, a different color, more calming or the greens or something like that, she said the children actually learned better. So, you know, we have also seen that occurring in, um, you know, different healing centers now. Now they are starting to tap into color as a therapeutic modality in even recently, or a couple of months ago, I think I, I mentioned to you, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. And even on Grey's Anatomy, they are tapping into the use of color therapy. And there was actually, you know, a blue room that they would go to and they would sit in this blue room when they were under a tremendous amount of stress or when they found that their stress was getting more that they can handle. The doctors would go and retreat, retreat to this quote unquote blue room. And I thought to myself, huh, see, this is another sign of, um, you know, society is ready for uh, a shift in their consciousness, in their thinking, and looking more to nature as a, a possibility for healing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, as a matter of fact, I don't think most of us uh, really recognize and, and, and are aware of the profound effect that color has on our well-being. Uh, as a matter of fact, when we started importing these units uh, into um, to this country, uh, I, I did a little experiment. I put uh, two rows of track lights on each side of a room, and uh, two rows would be uh, uh, with red bulb, bulbs and the other two with the blue bulbs, and I put it on a dimmer switch. So when somebody came in for a session, I would turn the red bulbs on, 
and without exceptions, everybody would stop at the door. Nobody would walk into the room because it was solid red. Whereupon mm-hmm. I changed it and turned it into a blue room, and everyone would just walk right into the room and feel comfortable. So that was my first demonstration for people to learn what profound effect color really has on our well-being. So you're absolutely right, uh, and that there is a, there is a lot of research these days, and uh, perhaps we can get into that a little bit later in the program. But uh, but it is going in that direction, and uh, and it has many many applications, and, and we can even look back, and, and we don't even recognize it or or or, or think much about it. But you know, when a newborn is born with jaundice, we've been using blue light for for years and years, and they found that that's the only thing that works for that type of liver condition. So it's been around for a long time, but it really hasn't been uh, recognized because the pharma uh, industry took over completely the the medical care uh, over the last century. So it's just now starting to come back to its uh, full potential again. And, you know, and that's interesting, too, when I was uh, doing that research with Dr. Porteous on Dr. Dinshaw and how he was using and teaching physicians in the hospitals in Chicago and in all of the hospitals in New York about using light as therapy to help manage pain when sometimes patients were allergic to um, pain medications, like one of my patients. Uh, she was allergic to pain medication and had a double hip replacement. But back then, they started to use light as therapy and color therapy in the hospitals. And then, like you said, Big Pharma came in uh, and shut them down. And yeah. But now yeah. we're starting to see light re-emerging. You know, in uh, all the commercials, you know, you see the LED lights for pain management and, you know, the mood rooms. Yes. Yes. Okay, so when you brought um, this technology back to the United States, where was your, where did you see that maybe it had the greatest value? Well, we always felt that it it belonged in the uh, the mental health field uh, to start with. Uh, so we sought out, uh, as a matter of fact, we realized very soon that uh, we needed some uh, U.S. validation for this technology because people really didn't understand uh, what this was all about. So we sought out a local psychiatrist, finally uh, uh, was able to get him to come in and have a session with us. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name at this point, but uh, but anyway, the psychiatrist, he uh, happened to be kind of a type AAA personality and uh, somewhat hyper, but a very, very nice man. And uh, he came in after about six months of negotiating back and forth, a time and place. So when he came in, uh, it was obvious that he was doing this as an accommodation to a mutual friend. So we didn't expect him to stay for the full 25 minutes of the therapy. Well, make a long story short, uh, after we set him up and I left the room and uh, he was in there by himself, I uh, expected him to come out of there after a few minutes, but that did not happen. He uh, he stayed for the full 25 minutes, and when I walked back in, uh, he was like a totally changed person where uh, he uh, proceeded to give me about a 10-minute dissertation about why this was working. Uh, 
and uh, he was focusing primarily on the guided imagery part because he said that has a very, very small but very valuable and, and uh, not uh, harmful component of hypnosis and it that rebalances your central nervous system, and by doing so, you're able to reintroduce normal levels of uh, of the uh, neurotransmitters as, uh, such as dopamine and uh, serotonin, etc. So, you know, uh, uh, okay. go ahead. Uh, one of the other things I think that's also important, you know, when we talk about the brain, because, you know, um, psychological issues, you know, are running rampant, or maybe now we have more labels, or maybe more it's out of the closet, because we're seeing a lot of cases of, you know, people being on antidepressants. It's, it's like huge. However, when you also talk about, and you know, people need to understand, you know, the physiology of um, the light, you know, so when light enters the, the iris of the eye, it, you know, it hits the optic nerve and it actually affects the pineal gland, which is the master gland and also one of the uh, hor- uh, glands that help to rebalance, you know, the hormones, dopamine, serotonin, and those also, which are our mood elevators, our, our um, neurotransmitters that help our body sleep. So hence, not only is um, this therapy working from, you know, the guided imagery aspect, but also from what it's doing physiologically to the glands in the brain. Exactly, which is, which is really right. exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the doctor then took an interest in it, and he asked if he could come back for a second session a week later. Uh, we had already explained to him that uh, <clears throat> it was a series of sessions, up to ten to twelve sessions. So, <clears throat> excuse me, he came back a week later. At that time, uh, we had to wake him up. He was out completely. So. Uh, when he regained his composure, he uh, offered to be our medical director, uh, and uh, he said, "All you got to do is just put a couple of units in my practice, and uh, we will uh, select a group of, uh, of twenty to twenty-five uh, patients that are under his care, that was under his care uh, for elevated levels of anxiety. Uh, the reason for that is because anxiety." It's a very measurable condition. It's uh, used, uh, well, the, the mental health industry uses uh, what they call the Beck Inventory uh, and also Hamilton Scale to measure the level of uh, anxiety. So he selected a group of, I think it ended up with about 20 uh, into the study. It took him about a year to complete it. And uh, uh, as he was compiling the data, he called me up and said, now we're... Uh, we're uh, uh, compiling the results, and I will have it to you shortly. And he said, uh, as a matter of fact, had the results been any different than what we have here, uh, we'd be in a lot of trouble. So I thought, oh, my goodness, we've been at it now for a year, and you're telling me we'd be in a lot of trouble. But uh, he started laughing. He said, no. He said, what we have here is kind of remarkable because we got about a 70% recovery and uh, that type of recovery is better than I get with the most motivated patients with the with the best regimen of, uh, of medication. So, had the results been any higher than that, nobody uh, in our field would believe that believe the results. So, he said this system works, and uh, 
he proceeded to put or keep the two units and, uh, and kept on using it from then on. So uh, uh, that was our first validation. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we kept working it, but uh, it was still somewhat difficult to, uh, to get any traction in this country because uh, it was relatively new, obviously, and uh, it didn't really go anywhere in the beginning. So uh, we uh, sort of backed up a little, backed off a little bit, but still had a very strong interest in it. But, you know, it's interesting that when you look at any pioneer, when you are bringing something new, that uh, no one is savvy or someone that thinks outside of the box. I mean, you look at some of the work, even with Einstein. He even talked about vibrational and energy as being one of the primary things that help with the body healing you know so when you are way ahead of yourself i remember even when i first learned about you know healing with hydration and how ionized water was helpful and nobody knew about it well now everybody yeah. knows about it right yeah, yeah. you know it's Absolutely. like when a, a celebrity all of a sudden gets uh, savvy to the technology and then the media sort of takes off and then you know so but you are starting to see now, you know, uh, more sound therapy. You're starting to see color therapy. You're starting to see aromatherapy. What's unique, though, about the system that you've created that you've coined class therapy, which is color, light, aroma, and sound, you have found a way to integrate and synergistically combine those three different healing modalities. So let's break it down uh, maybe a little bit more as far as when we're looking at brain balancing, because basically that's what really what we're doing, right? And I that like to correct. call class therapy almost like um, meditation for dummies. It's like a no-brainer. You don't have to, if you're ADD and a little hyperactive like me, if you haven't noticed, right? It's hard <laughs> to harness that energy, right? But when I yeah. watch the system and I follow it along, it's like my mind has somewhere to go instead of bounce off the walls. And I find also that it totally brings me back down to like earth, so to speak, you know, and yeah. kind of like grounds me and helps me feel more calm. Yes. Yes. So, so let me, um, let me uh, uh, walk you through the whole journey then uh, a little bit further and that, and, and uh, kind of give you a little more of the history of, uh, of how we arrived where we are today. Uh, one of the issues that we had, and one of the reasons that we put it a little bit on the back burner, was that the French company we were dealing with was somewhat challenging as far as uh, uh, developing new material and uh, upgrading it to high definition. They were still analog, and uh, so we really uh, didn't get much cooperation, so it was a little bit challenging. So we put it on the back burner then. I had a little bit of an episode uh, myself, a uh, medical episode in 2010 or thereabouts, uh, where I came down with um, with cancer, and uh, I went through uh, uh, surgery and uh, radiation and uh, chemotherapy. I went through the whole process and uh, for about a year, and uh, knock on wood, the, the outcome has been uh, been fantastic. So still around and uh, through that process I realized that uh, 
this was not only a physical challenge, but it was also a mental challenge. Uh, I um, came through about five different uh, specialties, oncology, radiation, surgery, uh, my family doctor, and uh, so on and so forth. And uh, what dawned on me uh, through this process was that nobody ever asked me, how do you feel emotionally? Are you about to jump off the bridge? Are you sleeping? Are you suicidal? Are you depressed? How do you feel? Nobody ever asked me. They asked me how I felt physically the day that I came in for my chemotherapy sessions, but nobody ever took me to the side and said, hey, is there anything we can do to help you? So uh, going through that process of being exposed to these centers, uh, I saw the despair and the misery and the challenges that so many of these people had to uh, go through, and, and uh, looking at them, you knew that uh, probably half of them would be around a year later. So uh, I thought there's got to be a better way to do this, because they put uh, you in the room, and everybody sits there with a little bottle stripping into them for hours, and not a whole lot of uh, room for family or anybody else uh, to interact, and not, not a lot of privacy. So uh, and that may not be the case with all centers, but where I went, that uh, seemed to have been the, been the, been the case. And uh, so I started thinking about the uh, harmonial system, and I thought, well, maybe this would be something that would help people that are going through cancer treatments, and uh, maybe that would give them a little bit of a reprieve from the agony of going through it. So uh, I called uh, the folks in France, and it just so happened that the company had been sold, and uh, two of the key technology guys that I had been dealing with had left the company and started uh, their own company. So uh, uh, I was able to connect with them and uh, ask them if they uh, would have any interest in redeveloping Harmonial and uh, do a joint venture with us. So obviously, being a new company, they uh, had a strong interest in that, so I... Uh, I figured out uh, the days that I would feel fine between chemo uh, infusion sessions. So I flew over to Bordeaux again uh, for four or five days, and I sat down with the doctor and uh, the, the guys that, uh, that were the developers, actually, of it, and we cut a deal. And uh, the deal was basically, you do the development and we do the marketing here in the United States. Uh, and we gave them two options. We could either do it as a 50-50 joint venture or uh, we pay you for the development, and then at the end of the day, uh, we will own it, and if you want to use it in France, you have to uh, pay us for it. Uh, fortunately for us, they took option number two, so we ended up paying for the whole development, and, uh, and then uh, we domesticated it back to the United States. One of the conditions for the development that we uh, insisted on was that the documentation would have to be of a quality that we could seek a U.S. patent on this thing. So that's how we started it and uh, for the second round of, of the development. And uh, unfortunately, again, uh, the French, I guess, uh, can be a little challenging sometimes to deal with. So it took them way longer than they had anticipated or had guaranteed us. So we ended up uh, having to move the development to another uh, uh, firm in, uh, in uh, Spain, actually, to finish the development. So that's how this round or this new, uh, you know, 
Harmonial started developing back in uh, about 2011-2012. Okay, so let's fast forward now. Now we are launching into 2020, which is pretty yeah. amazing. On yep. the cutting edge of a new technology, a lot of clinical research has uh, begun. Um, it's yep. been integrated in drug and alcohol rehab clinics. And now you've been able to connect with um, a leading hospital to integrate it into one of the, what we now know is probably the root cause of many diseases, whether it's cancer, diabetes, it exacerbates pain, it leads to sleep deprivation, it contributes to digestive issues, it exacerbates uh, a mental health and wellness uh, conditions. And so now we're looking at um, something that we can do to healer help ourselves and you know uh, something that is not chemical it's not a drug it doesn't cost a lot and now we are um, integrating it into the new millennium where do you see uh, class therapy going where it would have the greatest benefit share with us what's happening with the hospital sure and and before we get to the hospital and i'd like to uh regress just for one moment, if I may. Uh, as we developed it further, uh, it became obvious to me with the uh, high-definition content that we created, and we have a lot of it in our library, and also the need for upgrading uh, the material periodically. It became obvious to me that uh, we needed to uh, see about putting it in the cloud so that we could uh, stream it into uh, into the doctor's offices or rehab centers or wherever we needed to deploy it. So, again, we started uh, redevelopment for the third time of the system where we built an administrative platform and started uploading all of the content into, uh, into the cloud. And now, instead of charging a lot of money for it on the front end, uh, we can now run it as a subscription-based business or, or alternative where they just pay uh, for the sessions. So one of the areas that we learned uh, fairly early on was that it had a very profound effect on people that were recovering from addiction. Now, with all of the talk about the opioid crisis and the heroin disaster and all that uh, we felt that that would be an area where we could probably do a lot of good for people. So we uh, uh, cut a, uh, made an arrangement with a uh, fairly large drug and alcohol uh, rehabilitation center here locally in South Florida, where they did about a thousand sessions over about a year period on about three or four hundred patients. The objective was to measure the effect that it had on them with the idea that uh, now that we had converted it into a cloud-based system, uh, we could develop a home use version where they could continue, if the results uh, uh, indicated so, uh, to use it at home after they were discharged from the residential rehab. And uh, the results were just phenomenal. I mean, they uh, reported back to us through that process that they're, anxiety level, one of the biggest challenges with uh, 
addiction is the uh, what they call the spiritual maladies that they suffer from, which is the uh, anger and the depression and the insomnia and the anxiety and all of the things that uh, that you can uh, possibly uh, suffer from is pretty common in most people that are going through uh, addiction withdrawal. So. Uh, well, when we you know, when you that, look at our levels of stress, you know, I think the underlying cause, oftentimes, you know, for addiction, is we think, oh, I'll just have a glass of wine, or I'll just have, you know, a cigarette, or I'll just do this, and it'll make me feel good temporarily, right? And that's exactly. sort of like part part of that hook, you yep, know. So, yeah, and, so, and then of course the disaster now with the opioids, where the where it started with the doctors, and then. Uh, they finally realized that, that it's highly addictive, and uh, and uh, at that point it was uh, too late for many, and uh, they ended up moving into uh, uh, to fentanyl and heroin and and all of that, and the rest is history. We listen to it and hear about it every day on the news. So uh, we thought that that would be a good test because uh, when people go to these uh, treatment centers. Uh, after the 30 days or 28 days, they're pretty much left on their own. And some of them go to halfway houses and sober homes and, and things, places like that. And some will transfer into uh, what they call uh, intensive outpatient treatments. But there's also many that fall through the cracks. And uh, right now there is probably close to a 90% relapse rate. So, uh, Many of them go back uh, into treatment, not only twice or three times, but 10 or 15 times in the worst-case scenario. So uh, we figured that, uh, or we were hoping, that if they could continue to use our system at home, uh, that we would be able to cut down on the uh, relapses. And that's exactly where we are now. We're developing a full modality of not only being able to do it at home, but uh, tied tying that into our teletherapy or telemedicine component that we have developed so the, the therapist will be able to uh, uh, to talk to the patients on an ongoing basis, face-to-face, as they do our sessions and uh, and hopefully are able to, um, to continue their sobriety. So that's kind of uh, the most exciting thing that we see uh, for uh, class therapy at this point. But through that process, we also have looked at and found that uh, another uh, possible usage of this would be uh, uh, in cardiac rehab because as people recover from heart attacks, uh, as they go through cardiac rehab, uh, they have found that uh, one of the biggest challenges in cardiac rehab is stress management, and they really don't have anything. So we have now been invited uh, I can't mention the, uh, the medical center at this point, but uh, it's one of the top 20 cardiac centers in the United States that has offered to uh, participate in a study uh, to measure the effectiveness of our system for cardiac rehab. Again, they will be able to do it uh, in their hospitals and their facilities, but also continue the sessions as they uh, as they move uh, back home and uh, continue their lives. So. Uh, really excited about that. We think that is going to be uh, one of the big areas where we can uh, help a lot of people, and that's kind of what we're uh, what we're all about.
Right. And, you know, when you look at, you know, cardiac rehab again, you know, we go back to the root causes of stress. And, you know, what was uh, interesting is um, I work with a patient and she has cardiovascular issues. You know, she's had a stent put in. She's had a mini stroke. She's, you know, was on five different blood pressure medications. And what was interesting when I took her to her cardiologist, I was sitting in there and, um, I picked up this uh, leaflet, and here uh, that particular cardiologist was recommending like um, a guided imagery program. So really? as, as we all know, the mind is a powerful healer, you know, but when we can, and I think that's probably one of the greatest um, assets when you think about guided imagery as well, because even professional athletes and Olympian athletes that are going for the gold, they use and integrate guided imagery. When you look at someone that is dealing with cancer and even, you know, like you look at Joel Olstein, for example, and his mom was diagnosed with cancer, you know, she also uses used guided imagery and photographs of when she was healthy so that we get really clear in our mind, you know, um, what it is to mean to be healthy. So yeah. I want to also talk about one of the components of the sound therapy and what you've integrated into the program with class therapy. When you have the sound therapy component, um, let's talk about the different frequencies and a little bit about binaural sound and what we know about binaural sound and rebalancing the brain. Sure. Part of what we uh, patented uh, was the... uh, uh, synchronization of frequencies of sound with the frequencies of color. Color has a frequency just like sound. If you raise the um, the uh, sound 40 octaves, roughly, you're going to get a color. So that, that's our patent. So each color has its own frequency. And uh, all of our mu- <coughs> excuse me, all our music is recorded in professional studios in those frequencies and um, synchronized with the guided imagery as well as the uh, the nature shots that we use. And, uh, and that's what has a profound effect on people. And uh, again, we use only professional uh, sound studios and uh, musicians to, uh, to record the music and the sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also, one of the other components of class therapy is the use of aromatherapy. And aromatherapy is also also really taken off over the last oh, 10 years, five years exponentially. You know, even that's another modality that we used at the cancer clinic because we know, again, certain essential oils have a certain frequency. And with cancer patients, we would use um, essential oils like frankincense and essential oils like myrrh. Some oils are used for pain. But uh, research has also been done with essential oils and our mood. Isn't that correct? Well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, in the beginning, we did not have aromas uh, or essential oils involved in the system, but uh, the psychiatrist of all people is the one that brought it to our attention and said, you know, you should add that as a third component because you want to stimulate as many channels as you can. So uh, that's what took us into 
uh, doing the research on uh, on aromatherapy, we uh, hired or, or deployed a, a, a specialist, and uh, and she gave us all of the different aromas, and we synchronized it and and, and used it with the system, and found some uh, very uh, uh, practical diffusers that we're using. So uh, it is not an integral part of the system. Now with aromas, also you you, you try to also incite, you know, you go back to regressive type of therapies. You you talk to the patient, are there certain things in your past that brings back good memories? Are there certain events that happen that, that you associate a certain smell? So we try to find that, you know, is it uh, geranium or is it lavender or is it frankincense or is it uh, one of the citruses or, you know, is there something that, that really brings down or brings back uh, some good uh, experiences memories. or memories from your uh, childhood or, or earlier in life, and, and that's what we use, and that is highly effective with the uh, uh, with the system. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it absolutely uh, works extremely well with what we're doing. So we sort of try to include all the different modalities into a comprehensive system that really, uh, on its own, puts the people into a very deep meditative state and, and, and puts most of them, probably 80 to 90% of them towards the end of the session into a, uh, into a deep s- or, or sleep. So uh, basically, though, uh, and that's what it starts. I haven't really explained the whole process uh, of the system, but it starts with the guided imagery, which is in the color that the patient is deficient in. So let's assume that you have someone that is low on energy, they're depressed, they're, uh, they have no energy. They're probably going to get a red or orange or one of those colors that has energy with it. Or on the other hand, if somebody's burning the candle on both ends, so to speak, they're probably going to get more in the green or, or the blue, or if you have people with some pain issues, they're probably going to get uh, get some more of the green, the lemon green, and those. And that is that goes on for about five minutes, and it's displayed on a large screen. Uh, and we use, of course, headphones because all of the music again is binaural sound. After that, uh, then we take them into a more relaxing because the guided imagery can be somewhat intense. We have a lot of tunnels and flashes and all that. So from there, it takes it into one of the five elements of nature being wood, fire, earth, uh, metal, or water, which is uh, according to traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, Wood being the season of spring, for instance, with new growth, the Water is the season of winter with the, with the water, the cold water. So if somebody is very hyper, they're probably going to get that element to, to bring them down, uh, bring their, their energy level down or their stress level down. So that goes on for another five minutes where we have, uh, <clears throat> where we, we get uh, uh, the elements from renowned nature photographers from around the world, and we edit it and uh, put the music to it. From there, it takes you into uh, the uh, meditation or the Mandela section, which is the international symbol of meditation. That goes on for another five minutes, but we have created mandalas and the music to go with it. And from there, it goes into uh, 
together. That goes on for another three minutes. And after that, we pipe in uh, for about 10 minutes, just some cloud formations uh, with some 528 hertz music at 50% volume so that most people at that point will go to sleep, which is very, very uh, therapeutically valuable to the patient because that five minutes or 10 minutes of sleep is uh, it's extremely therapeutic for them. So that's the the layout of the, the therapy or the session itself. Uh, now, one thing that I do want to mention, uh, Annette, you're talking about the uh, the research that's being done. There was a uh, <clears throat> study done at the University of Arizona recently. I don't know if it's been officially published yet, but there's been some... Uh, news clippings about it where they tested the different colors trying to ascertain if there was one color that was uh, effective in treating uh, fibromyalgia and migraine headaches. And uh, every color that they tried was offensive to, to the patient except one. And the one is green. And they have found that green, uh, exposure to green for you know uh, some length of time is highly effective in uh, mitigating the effect of migraine. So we're excited about that because our system is so adaptable. We can focus on those type of things and, and help people with those type of uh, of uh, uh, you know challenges that that so many people have. Right. So you know when you um, think about the different type of conditions that people have. Like, for example, you said, oh, maybe uh, someone's going through a lot of anxiety and they're really hyper and they can't sleep, and so you would use a certain color. So one of the things that I know that is when we do get back to nature, when you say when you go to the mountains and a lot of things in the mountains are like green and you smell the smell of pine and it takes you back to that place and you're away from all of the chaos. I think that's one of the things that kind of, you know, helps to ground you and yeah. actually help you like, oh, take a breath. And even like when we go to the ocean and we yeah. look at the view of the ocean and we watch the rhythmic, um, you know, uh beat of the waves coming in and washing into the shore and just the rhythmic sound of the waves coming into the shore, it kind of almost gives you that sense of, I can breathe, or you watch a sunset. And um, that's one of the things that I found um, really breathtaking about some of the cinematography in um, the class therapy program is it actually transports you to different parts of the world, whether it's um, uh, the, the seashore of the sun setting where it's, you know, or it's, you know, the, the sound of the um, water coming down the mountain and everything's like green and lush and you know what I mean? So, I think that visual stimulates some part of our brain center somewhere because nature has a way of regrounding us, like uh, absolutely, uh, bioelectrically, biologically. Do you know what I mean? And everybody feels better when they get back to nature. So yeah. class therapy yeah. brings nature to your living room almost, and um, 
has this sense of calm. And now you talked about how not only does it integrate uh, color, it integrates light, it, uh, aromatherapy, it integrates sound, it gets into Eastern technologies, um, and it, it also taps into the energy centers that bring in our chakras. And that's another, you know, uh, what do you call it, an area that could almost fit into quantum healing is the Absolutely. whole uh, chakra system of the body. Can you yeah. tell us how you guys integrate that as well? It's almost like you haven't forgotten anything. Well, you know, it's um, some of these are serious conditions, so you got to throw as much as you can at it to try to uh, to um, synergize it to uh, to make it effective. And you know, but but you're so right in that. You know, the biggest healer that we have is the one that we wake up to every morning: the sun. You know. Get people out in nature. Go into the for, to the forest. You know, walk in the forest for uh, thirty minutes or forty-five minutes every day. Sit in the sun for ten or fifteen minutes every day. You know, these are the healers that we should always uh, take advantage of because they're the very best. And uh, uh, you know, so in our future planning for our system, we plan to make that part of the system. We plan to have uh, interaction with our our customers or patients or our, our partners of integrating all of it in there. That also includes uh, proper nutrition. So it's a lifestyle type of thing. But, but you know, the beauty of it is that our system does a lot of it for the patients. You know, some of it, and I'm one of them, uh, meditation is a wonderful thing. And it's very, very helpful to a lot of people, but not everybody knows how or can even get themselves to meditate our system pretty much does it for you you know it puts you into that deep meditative state and it's it's highly effective and i think too that um you know with uh as society is moving faster and faster you know how do you find a simple way and you know sometimes things seem so complicated you know, even the transition that, you know, even Harmonial has gone through as far as technology and technology changes so fast and trying to keep up with technology. But the beauty of it is, you know, now um, Harmonial is um, as, uh, and class therapy is a system that can be integrated and, you know, is evolving to um, a modality that people could use in the comfort of their own home. This is a system that, you know, psychologists can integrate into their practice to put their patients into a deep state of relaxation before they do therapies i think it would be beneficial for cancer patients that are of dealing course, with that was, right. yes and, and, and you know there's one thing that i want to say and that, that i think is very important for us to recognize special in the times that we're going through now with the horrible events that has happened the last uh, few days in our country is you know everybody is so busy going to the there's fitness centers to get in shape and that is incredibly important you know we got to stay in shape and and keep our weight into control and all that but equally important is your mental health and nobody really focuses on that and that's what we're trying to do with class therapy is to bring it into everybody's homes to bring it into the consciousness of everybody the importance of taking that 20 minutes time out to refocus to 
call time out, so to speak, and to focus on your mental health just as important as your physical health. So we're hoping that in time people will see the benefit and and, uh, and uh, the importance of uh, both, you know, both of those uh, those conditions are so important. So uh, uh, we think that uh, we can help a lot of people with this, and that's our... Well- you know, one of the things I always, you know, tell my patients that I've learned and even my professional Olympic athletes is like, you know, healing is a head game. Whether you're yeah. fighting for your life or you're yeah. going for the gold, you know, it's yeah. all a head game. And the key yeah. is even as a professional, uh, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a mom, whether you're a business professional, you need to be able to. You need to be able to think clearly. So if you can use a natural healing modality that doesn't equate to drugs, this is something that you might want to explore. If you're interested in more information, you can email me at Annette at healthinactionlive.com. I can plug you in if you are a health practitioner and you would like to integrate something like class therapy into your practice to help your patients go to the next level. Again, Annette at healthinactionlive.com and I can connect you with Oivenberg. Um, uh, and we can explore the possibilities for helping more people. Oyvin, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule. Like I said, I know you're three hours ahead from California and um, enlightening our listeners on class therapy and the potential of healing with color, light, aroma, and sound. Any last things you want to say before we leave? Well, thank you so much for bringing it to uh to so many people's attention on that, and uh, and I truly uh, enjoy talking about it. I never get tired of it. So, thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell our story. So, um, you know, again, it's been a delight. Thank you so All right. much. Thank you so much. Bye for now. And thank you again for tuning in to Health in Action Live at BBS Radio slash Health in Action Live dot com. Stay tuned for the next program coming up. Bye for now.